You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have Thomas Allen here with us. He's a healthcare real estate and uh, mixed-use real estate professional. He's the president and founder of the Practice Real Estate Group, uh, which uh, basically deals with a lot of different types of leasing and um, real estate syndication models. And today we're going to talk about a specific type of syndication model that's been kind of emerging at the, at the forefront of the public eye recently. Um, you know, in the healthcare industry, we talk a lot about multifamily syndications and how they're structured and how it benefits active participants and passive participants. Uh, but there's an interesting syndication model uh, with, you know, practitioners and healthcare professionals um, in the real estate industry that Thomas has been involved in. So I definitely want to dissect that. And I'm looking forward to the conversation. So, so great to have you, Thomas. So, um, could you talk to us about kind of a little bit of your background and um, then we could get into the type of syndicates you're working on? Or your yeah, absolutely. Involved with? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm the founder of Practice Real Estate Group. We're, we're based here in Austin, Texas and have, have brokers throughout the city of Texas and then a couple of select cities around the country. Um, started out doing retail leasing, started seeing a lot of doctors calling and that was in the Great Recession Nothing was going on at, at the shopping centers I was leasing, except for doctors were continuing to uh, call the signs and, and most of the time did not have a broker representing them and started noticing them expanding out more and more into the suburban markets. And uh, so went and started practice real estate group to focus on, on work, working with doctors to help them make uh, smart real estate decisions. Um and the majority of our work is, is being their tenant rep or, or buyer broker. But through that, um, over the last 10 years, uh, we started partnering with them to, uh, to build projects. And, uh, you know, it's really been ramping up here over the last couple of years. Um, and it's, it's, it's been a great, great field that, that we really enjoy. Excellent. So how has it changed during your tenure in the industry, obviously you've been involved for a while and, you know, you were talking about, you know, the doctors getting involved in retail and, um, you know, has that trend, uh, it seems like that trend is lessening and um, what, what type of deals are you working on and what type of syndications are your clients involved with on the healthcare side? Yeah. So like right now, the two, two most active projects we have, well, a little, little back, little history. You know, the first one we did was it was a group of doctors wanting to be in a market, and you kind of have two different sets of uh, docs. You know, some are, are larger groups that are maybe private equity backed that are trying to add as many locations as possible, and they don't want to uh, tie up a bunch of cash in real estate, but they are putting a ton of money into the real estate via their their finish outs. And so they, and then they're adding a lot of value to the project, signing 10 to 15 year leases. Um, so they feel, and I, I think they're right, that they, they should get some benefit out of the real estate investment portion of that without having to be the sole 
uh, owner and manager of, of, of that project. And then you've got some other groups that are all doctor owned and they're trying to add locations and bring in associates and real estate can be seen as a vehicle for them to both build wealth and actually attract, uh, attract younger docs and get, let them buy in maybe a share or two of the real estate. Um, and then you have other docs that are maybe, you know, a small group of two to four docs that want to have two or three locations in a market. And, those guys are, you know, their they're kind of long-term plan is to own these practices a long time, work them a long time. And so it makes sense for them to, to own real estate as well. And so you kind of have a different structure for, for each, each one of those. Um, so happy to kind of, kind of go into that. Yeah. Can you talk about how those are structured? Cause obviously it's a little bit different when you're, you know, commingling the practice with the real estate, uh, maybe just high level, how they're structured. Yeah. So, uh, you know, on, on, on the private equity back groups that we work with, you know, a lot of those, those groups, they, they don't necessarily want to have a straight equity investment in real estate because they, you know, there could be stuff in their funds that say like, Hey, our investors in these funds already have real estate exposure elsewhere, <clears throat> but maybe they'll let some of the principals in the group, um, some of the lead docs that started the group that were maybe, you know, uh, had recapped with the PE guys, you know, they'll be our equity partners. So like we had a group recently wanting to be in a market and we found a, an old family dollar that, you know, set between an HEB, which is the large dominant grocer here in, in Texas and a, uh, and a Walmart. And so we went and bought that building and put them in there. And we were really able to kind of custom the lease structure. It was a 15 year lease, but we were able to kind of mess with the rent and the TI allowance Um to, to best fit their model. And then the founding docs were the equity partners of that project. We went and, and, and set up all the debt and signed the debt and, uh, you know, got them in. Um, and it's, it's, and so they're, you know, clipping a nice uh, coupon, nice return on their, their equity investment from a, from a doctor level, not a practice level. Um, and it's, it's going well. Uh, and then you've got, you know, the, the, but what, we'll, you know, there were, t- their goals are also a little different. We're actually going to go sell that project we decided and, and they're going to, you know, double their money in 18 months. Um, and we're going to do very well too. So it was a great, great partnership deal. Um, and then on these kind of larger doctor owned groups that are, that are picture it more like a law firm, there might be 20 partners in this, in this group. Um, we're doing a deal with them right now where we set up the partnership, we went and found the site, we're going to build the entire building. They're going to own the majority of it, but we got a carried interest for, for being the ex- experts in, in, in arranging everything. Um, and that's one that will probably, those docs are going to own it, you know, for many years, they're actually doing a, a surgery center in it, um, which is a, you know, a $300 a foot commitment prior to, uh, you know, even, even buying all the crazy expensive equipment. Um, and so they want control over that real estate. So that's one where we'll go, once it's completed, we'll go refinance that at, at some crazy good debt terms um, and hold that for a, a long time. Uh, doctors will get in us, we'll get most of our cash back. And, uh, um, you know, it'll be a nice cash flowing asset for 10, 20, 30 years. And as doctors buy into the group, over time and the older docs want to exit, they can sell their real estate shares uh, to, to, to the younger docs coming in. So, you know, that's a different goal where, 
they're trying to create something that will attract good good talented doctors and, and they can control that that asset for for a long time and then finally the kind of single doc or two or three docs that want a couple locations a lot of those guys they do like the idea of actually buying like an office condo or something um and sometimes that can make sense uh where you know they're gonna own it for 30 years and then when they retire they feel like they can sell the practice and the condo to the next doc. There's a lot of arguments over those not really appreciating well over time. And so we, we look at those on a market by market basis. And we've had a couple of those guys go from, you know what, I don't want a condo. Let's go buy this, this building over here. And, uh, 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 you know, where I'll take 5,000 feet of the 20,000 and we'll do a partnership there and you can go, go lease that uh, lease that up over time and, and, and have a longer term hold and an actual cash flowing asset versus concentrated risk in, in, in one office condo unit. So that's a long-winded high-level answer, but that's about as high level as I could, could get. Yeah. And, and in terms of the, you mentioned, you touched a little bit about the financing. Um, are they financing, how, how are the doctors financing both the real estate and the practices, were they two separate things? They're two separate things. Well, it depends. They're, they're two separate things. The doctors, everybody will go set up, a, even if they're buying a condo, they'll set up a separate real estate LLC. But, but you know, banks love medical and they love doctors. So there are many uh, verticals within all kinds of banks around the country that focus on doctors and they will, they will get very aggressive to get those, those real estate loans. But when you start talking about like the example of the surgery center, I mean, that's, that's uh, it ends, at the end of the day, ends up being about a $13 million loan. I mean, we'll be able to go get non-recourse 30 year note. I don't, I, I, I'm not sure what the rate will be yet, but it'll be low. Um, and, and probably like life insurance type money um, versus uh, you know, the, the PE bag deal that we're going to flip out of. I mean, that was kind of your standard, standard real estate loan, but, but doctors do not have a problem getting money uh, to own real estate. The, the, the banks love it. They're just, they're super safe. Their, their failure rate is, is very low. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, no, it's, that's pretty interesting. And then you have some experience on the, the mixed use side as well. Can you kind of describe what mixed use means to our audience and um, obviously how that's been evolving over time and going into 2022? Well, the mixed use side is more on the leasing side. I mean, what we've seen a huge uh, deal is, is, is as people are getting more used, consumers are getting more used to convenience, you know, the demand for healthcare, they, they want people close to their, their house. And so, and, and then, uh, with the way things are marketed nowadays, doctors uh, see benefits and in, in visibility. And so as a result, to get into both the, the super urban areas where there's a lot of multifamily growth going on and the suburban areas, uh, you know, you're seeing more of a retailization of, of, of medicine um, and, and doctors going into these, these projects simply to be close to the, the patient, which is the customer. Um, and you're seeing the hospital systems, 
down to the dentist, you know, um, there's just more and more, it's not your standard old, uh, you know, big office building next to some big medical center in, in your town. They're, they're, they're going out. Right. Right. And I love what you said about the convenience and it's definitely not the way it used to be back in the eighties and nineties, like you said, um, you know, in those larger office complexes and it might be, you know, pretty far from the neighborhood or the metropolitan area, you know, and people, yep. people want to be close. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's what, that's what the customer requires now. Um, is, is, they're going to go whoever, whoever they can park closest to get in, get out as, as fast as they can, whether it's a, obviously an urgent care, you know, the, the, the conveniences in the title, but yeah, I mean, we're seeing tons of dermatologists and plastic surgeons and your nose and throat doctors go into projects that you never would have thought they would have gone into even 10 years ago. Right. Right. And that's pretty interesting. And you, you see that this trend is only going to continue. And what do you see the um, effects of telehealth on utilization of space? Yeah, that's, I get that question a lot. Um, you know, my experience with telehealth thus far is even as a consumer is sometimes it's, it's helpful, but I feel like half the time I'm like, Oh, I'll just get a telehealth visit for this deal. And I'll hop on the computer, uh, not have to go somewhere. I end up being told I have to go somewhere. Um, and so it's, I, Obviously, I think if you read the trends, there, there's a huge benefit to telehealth and it's not going anywhere. Um, but there's there's always going to be a need for the for the office, you know. Yep, I've heard that before. Uh, Thomas, how can my audience find you, learn more about you, reach out to you? Uh, our website is, is great. PracticeRealEstateGroup.com. My contact information is there. I'm a I'm a good email checker. So uh if you email me, I will email you back. Um, that's that's the best way. Awesome. And uh, my audience, if you liked what you heard and or saw today, if you want to reach out to Thomas and learn more about everything he's working on, feel free to do so. We'll have a link in his in our social media description as well on uh, iTunes. And uh, if you liked what you heard today, if you could please give us a rating and review on iTunes, that kind of helps Thomas and myself get our message out to a greater audience. That's just a way iTunes works. So we would appreciate that. And um, Thomas, we really want to thank you again for coming on and, and appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Thank you.